Welcome to Analyze Asia, the podcast dedicated to dissect the pulse of business, technology, and media in Asia. The show is sponsored by IdealWorkspace.com, which promotes a healthier way of working through their adjustable standing desks. Check out their latest smart adjustable standing desk at aspirus.co, A-S-P-I-R-U-S dot C-O, and linkshus.com, where you can sell your products everywhere. Hi, Dave. Hey, how's it going? I'm well, and how are you doing? You're in Singapore today. Yeah, I'm in Singapore, and I, honestly, I'm hurting a little bit because I only got about four hours of sleep last night. Yes, and I'm talking to Dave Story, currently the Vice President of Mobile and Strategic Growth for Tableau. And once again, I'm in Tableau HQ in the late evening today. So, and thanks Dave for taking this interview because you have a very illustrious career and I want to get to know you better. But I think the first question I want to ask is, how did you get started in technology? Wow, that goes back a ways. Unfortunately, I don't know if you can tell about my voice, but I actually had family friends who built their own computers back in the 70s. My dad ran the publications department at RAND, which was a, a think tank in Santa Monica, California. And he had some pretty geeky friends. One of them built his own computer. And I got to do some programming on that. And then I saved up my money and I got an Apple II Plus. And uh, I think the first program I ever showed anybody else was a program inspired by my mom. She was a music teacher. And I had a variable speed floppy drive that ran at different speeds so that it could store more data or less data on the, the longer tracks. So it ran slower on the outside tracks. And uh, it made notes. My mom noticed that it was making different notes. And I went in and she helped me figure out what speed made which notes. And I wrote a program using Merlin in assembly code to actually play songs on my uh, floppy disk drive. Well, Apple II, that's also the same computer that I touched base with. So subsequently, you also become a CTO uh, of various companies. And they are like Lucasfilms, you went to Move Inc., and you're also in Adobe Systems and Intuit. You also were entrepreneur in residence in Elevation Partners, which is a pro very prominent venture capital firm yeah. for late-stage companies. My next question to you is, what are the most interesting lessons that you have drawn from there? And of course, with that geeky thing piece of you building your own stuff and <laughs> coming to Tableau before that. Well, I think that you could go a bunch of different angles on that. I think if you're making software today, especially for mobile, or for any startup, I would say make sure that you do one thing better than any other alternative. So it doesn't matter if you do 10 things, you know, halfway, or, and it's actually worse. It's what you need to do is you need to figure out one flow or one situation that you're really nailing for a customer and they're just better than any other alternative. And don't worry that you don't do everything. Do one thing really well. I think the other thing I would say that's made my career, I mean, aside from marrying a woman who's way smarter than I am, is to really be curious about other people. Uh, I spent a lot of time really studying how do people make decisions? If you think about that, decisions are really important and, and how people go about making them tells you a lot about their values. And I think it allows you to predict them and other people. I'm not saying that you can predict individuals, you know, like robots or something. I'm just saying that when you are really curious about other people, I think it makes you a better human, and I think it certainly makes you a better product designer. You have done various products, and so in trying to always having balance between, say, technology and business, what are the advice that you would give for some aspiring product manager who is thinking about product? Well, I think if you have hobbies or passions, well, first, if you don't have hobbies or passions outside work, 
get some, you're boring. But seriously, you'll be much less creative on the job if you don't have some outside hobbies. Um, I remember when I was graduating from college, um, I kind of had this crisis. Should I, should I continue going to graduate school or should I leave and go into advertising? Believe it or not, <laughs> I was a poetry minor. I had a minor in poetry, major in computer science. And I was really struggling because a lot of the computer science that I was doing was starting to get very esoteric and, and, and frankly kind of boring. And I didn't have passion for it. And so I thought for a moment about, you know, the other kind of poetry besides coding is advertising. You have 30 seconds or 60 seconds to, to compel someone to action, to tell a story, to make something really strongly emotional happen in a super in short period of time when the person is distracted. And strangely enough, that's kind of like mobile app development now, yeah. you know, as you have that very short window. So, I, so for me, I think that fascination for writing and then a curiosity about other people and their emotions has made a big difference in my career. You came to Tableau. So what draw you to the company? Well, actually, I, uh, I was a customer before I joined. So uh, we had a situation where I really discovered that Tableau was 10 to 100 times faster than any other solution still for uh, getting from data to insights. And so here was the situation. I, I'm at work. I'm CTO at Move.com, which is an online real estate company. Uh, it was recently acquired by News Corp. And the, the head of sales wanted to redistrict. He wanted to change the pricing. At the time, we sold in U.S. zip codes two slots and we had four prices and for the whole country, which is that's how the systems were coded when the company started in the 90s. And it was a very foundational assumption. And uh, we knew we could make tens of millions of dollars more right away if we could charge more for a real estate advertising slot in Beverly Hills than we did in Omaha, Nebraska, or in the back country of Montana. But the systems couldn't do it. And we were in the process of a major business intelligence system re-implementation. Uh, we had like two or three other systems. We were going to do it right this time. We were spending millions of dollars a quarter, but we wouldn't have the data source ready for six months that we needed in order to answer the question. And my head of sales came into my office and bless his heart, but he started telling me the story and then he started crying. And this grown man crying in my office with these glass windows outside. And I'm going, oh, my God, I have, to, I have to solve this guy. Maybe he was working me, but he was really good. And so I thought he was serious. He's totally crying. He's going to, like, miss his quota. The whole team is going to go down the toilet. You know, he made it very, very strong and emotional. So that was uh, Monday morning. Monday afternoon, I got the team together. And I said, okay, we have to answer this question. We won't have the data ready for six months. So our head of sales is right. We have to do this. And the team is sitting around the conference room table and their heads just sink to the table. And they're going, oh my God, we're going to have to use Excel. Really? Is that what we got to do, Dave? And I said, I promise. I told you we weren't going to do this. We were going to stick to our guns. But we got to answer this question. We won't do it again. And this guy in the back of the room goes, hey, you know, there's this product that my buddies at eBay like. I think it's French. And I said, okay, well, what is it? And he's like, I think it's like table bleu or something. Like we didn't even know how to pronounce Tableau back then. And so this is Monday. And I say, well, how much does it cost? He goes, I don't know. So I said, look it up. So we, we're talking about how we're going to get the data and answer the question. And he comes back, raises his hand. He goes, it's really cheap. And there's a two-week trial. I mean, the whole product, everything we need is going to be like a thousand bucks. 
You know, if we need all the connectors, it's 2,000 tops. And I say, are you kidding? And everyone goes, oh, no, are we going to have to use Excel? And I said, no, are you kidding? That consultant from that BI company that just walked by the, the windows here, he cost $2,400 today. Buy the thing. So that was Monday afternoon. We didn't know how much it cost. We didn't know how to pronounce it. We'd only heard about it. On Thursday, we had connected to Oracle, Google Analytics, MySQL, and our kind of custom commission tables in Excel. And we were mapping by zip code across the country using sliders to do a heat map of how many impressions we had, what would, what would happen if we split it four ways to the impressions versus the amount of leads that were generated. And we were, we were showing all that stuff. And actually, I was going to show it to the head of sales on Thursday. He went home early that day. On Friday, we show it to him. And he goes, what are you putting in their coffee? And so that was my first experience with Tableau. So after Disney acquired Lucasfilm and, and I decided to take the summer off, I'm working at Elevation Partners. And I said, you know what? I want to work for a product company that's growing, that needs to change, and that the word beautiful can be used to describe the products. And I'd already, and it has to be one I haven't already worked at. I mean, I worked on Photoshop and Illustrator and a bunch of Adobe products, and I worked at ILM and Lucasfilm, got really spoiled. And then I thought about Tableau. Ooh. Yeah. And I called up this guy who I used to work with his wife, and I said, hey, actually, I didn't call him. I sent him an email. The guy's name is Pat. And I said, Pat, you're, um, I heard you had something to do with Tableau. Do you think they need anybody like me? I mean, it was like maybe four sentences. And he emails me back. And just before bed that same day, I checked my email, thank God. And he says, yeah, let's have coffee in the morning. I'll bring Dell. You know, we'll meet. And I said, okay. So I wrote back saying, great, I'll meet. And then I went to Google and I start looking. And I'm like, I just Googled Pat Hanrahan Tableau. And it turns out he's one of the three founders. At that time, he owned 40% of the company. Wow. So yeah, he had something to do with Tableau. <laughs> and I'm really glad I did a little bit of research before I showed up for coffee the next morning. Okay. Well, actually, it's very interesting. I interviewed JY for, on Tableau in Asia Pacific in my last time round, And he and you expressed the same sentiment. The story is always about you started off as the customer first, mm -hmm. and then you got drawn to the company. But I guess it's also very important that my audience will be reminded again. So maybe can give me a short introduction of Tableau again. Yeah, Tableau makes software for self-service data analytics. Sounds kind of complicated. It's not. It's incredibly easy to use. Some people call it Excel on steroids. What it does is it starts for any information worker, basically anybody who can use Excel, even basic Excel, can use Tableau. And what it does is it lets, it's, it started out with the situation of you have some data and you have questions, how do you answer them? And the founders built the software with the perspective of anybody in the world should be able to see and understand their data. In fact, that's our mission. It couldn't be simpler. Our mission is simply help people see and understand their data. And what Tableau does is it lets you connect to a huge variety of data sources. I mean, hundreds of different kinds of data sources. Um, everything from an Excel file, which is still one of the top three data sources, all the way out to Hadoop clusters. You can log into Salesforce or Google Analytics. Omniture exports data in Tableau format. You can do all these connections. And then you can just drag and drop, double click. You can make visualizations and it automatically gives you a beautiful view following all the right color science and all the right graphic design principles 
to allow you to see and understand your data. Mm. And like I said, it was it's a disruptive product in the classic, you know, you know, uh, Clayton Christensen sense of disruptive technology. And uh, and it starts with a free trial. And there's even a free product called Tableau Public that uh, that people use to publish their data visualizations into our um, Tableau Public cloud, mm. which is like YouTube for business. In fact, in Asia, I think Muji, which is a very well-known Japanese retail chain, and I think Hotel Quickly and uh, also Metro, which is a local retailer mm -hmm. here in Singapore, they're all using Tableau products. You're, you are currently the VP of mobile and strategic growth for Tableau. What's your role? Yeah, it's really two parts. So, um, so when I approached the company, they said, here's a list of like 10 major problems we have. <laughs> which ones do you want? And I said, I definitely want mobile. I really love the mobile space. You know, it's the future. Just really exciting things can happen there. You know, witness our latest yeah. product visible. And then the other part was really about how do we scale the company? So they wanted to call it VP of doubling. And I, I didn't like that. I thought it was too, too much fixed on like a certain growth rate. And that's not always important. It's not about necessarily just quantity. It's much more about quality. So we renamed it. The other part of my role is strategic growth. And in a nutshell, that is, how do we make it more delightful to, to work in development at Tableau when development is 1,500 people than when it was 150? And that spans a huge range of things. So right now, uh, my teams include foundational systems, like how do we do our development practices? What systems do we use? I also work on space planning and collaboration design. I make sure that the kitchens are designed right, the conference rooms are laid out, mm. the video conferencing works. 100% of our phones are video phones. Mm. You can't pick up the phone without seeing the other person's face unless it's broken. <clears throat> so little things like that really designed to help people collaborate. Mm. And then I also work on our training and onboarding. And, and most recently this year, we're starting an initiative on leadership development. Oh, wow. So you actually somehow like the person who's actually involved in making sure they grow internally so that the company can scale. I will understand why you want to have video because because nowadays a lot of companies is globalizing. So they need remote. They are able to remote to able to communicate and connect and collaborate at the same time. How do you see mobile as part of that strategy for Tableau in moving forward? Yeah, well, it's one of our key pillars. We call it, we don't necessarily call it just mobile. We have a, an investment theme called Analytics Anywhere. And the idea is analytics to us means answering questions. And you don't just have questions when you're sitting at your desk or when you have your laptop handy, right? We have questions that, uh, like, let's say we have a, a customer. Um, you mentioned Metro, but I can give you another customer. There's a winery, Gallo, that sends its, that it, it has workers outstanding in the field, literally. They are outstanding in the fields where they grow their grapes. And they literally came to us and they said, you know what, we love Tableau. And here's what we do though, we don't have connections out in the fields. So what we do is we send our workers out with a clipboard and a whole bunch of printouts of our Tableau viz visualizations about the grape you know, health, the sugar level in the grapes, you know, when we last fertilized, we send out printouts on a clipboard and actually on that clipboard, we also have an iPad, and that's how we take notes. And we decide whether to irrigate, water, prune, whatever. We send people walking through the fields. And so they said, we want to have analytics in the field, literally in the field. And, and so we actually modified and just launched a brand new Tableau mobile app, completely rewritten from scratch, which includes offline capability. And that just came out last quarter. 
Um, and that's one example of analytics anywhere. And, and we see people using analytics on mobile devices from sea level to sea level. And, and by that, I mean, not only do companies deploy for their top C-level executives and give them, you know, whatever device they want, and mobile analytics has to be with them on that device, but I also met with the CIO of the Norwegian fisheries. Mm. Wow. And literally, he's doing analytics, mobile analytics at sea level, out on ships in the ocean. And what they do is they, port, they patrol the fishing grounds off of Norway. And what they do is they will actually go board ships from other countries, let's just say a very large country to their east. And th they need to check on those ships, what did they um, offload, how much weight or tonnage of, sh of fish are they allowed to catch, and how much have they caught. And so they actually board these ships, check them, to see if they're complying with the fishing laws. And what they actually do is they will drive their boats back into cellular coverage range to update their Tableau vises, and then go offline and drive them out into international waters and out to the fishing grounds and use Tableau on their iPads to certify whether these other foreign nationals are catching too many fish. Wow. So okay. when we see analytics anywhere and we think about how many customers Tableau has, mm -hmm. people are just blown away that it really is, when we say analytics anywhere, it's from sea level to sea level. I like the way you talk about mobile, Dave, as part of this important analytics everywhere initiative. So Asia is a mobile first world. Why are you here in Asia? What brought you here? And what have you observed in about Asia that's actually interest, interesting to the kind of data visualization and analytics space from the Tableau's perspective? Wow, that's three questions in one. Let me see if I can remember them all. So first, <laughs> What brought you here? <laughs> what brought me here is that I'm on a I'm on a launch tour for our fifth product ever. It's a product called Visible. Mm. It's designed for mobile devices first. And it represents two things. First, it represents another incarnation of our vision, or sorry, our mission, which is to help people see and understand data. And we want to reach even more people. Right? We think that traditional business intelligence reaches a little over 100 million people, kind of if you generously describe that space, and, or not even generously. And we think that the people who actually are stuck in Excel hell is a little over 300 million. But we think there are over 600 million people who are information workers of some kind um, who don't even bother with Excel because it's too difficult. And our fifth pro so Tableau serves basically, you know, a wide range of people. And I'll tell you some crazy stories about housewives in South Korea using mm. uh, Tableau. Yeah. But Visible reaches even beyond that. Mm. And the reason it does is because what we did is we applied our Hollywood DNA and some really awesome research and color science and animations to give you a real-time touch interface to your data right on your tablet. Um, you could say that we were inspired by Minority Report Mm. and wanted to give a minority report kind of interface on these incredibly powerful devices, which are your tablets and mobile phones. Mm. And also, what have you observed about Asia, about on the data analytics and visualization? I think you can tell me about your South Korea story then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that, uh, you know, obviously, you know, the, the visual presentation of information is extremely important here. Mm. If you look at India, there's so many languages. If you, that a lot, if you look at China, you look at Japan, um, even in places where it's a where it's a homogenous language, people use visual communication 
because they just kind of get it that it's more powerful. And so there's this natural aspect that is the, the, the area is wired to expect visual communication. That's not strictly specific here, but it is kind of really obvious. The other piece is that with the emergence of data at kind of, a, you might say data being the new oil, that it's the thing that's powering the, the economy now, that governments here are very actively pushing it. And the challenge is that people want to be data-driven, right? Singapore is going to be the first smart nation, you know, in the world. And they're incredibly data-driven. And so as a, as a nation, it's a country that does things like incent the the airport manager based on how fast you get downtown, not how fast you get your baggage, how fast you get all the way downtown, they have to cooperate. And the country's pushing that and making data more available. In Shanghai, where I just came from, the government has opened up data on transportation, on health, right? They're actually, you know, providing a lot more information and they're pushing people to be data-driven innovators at the kind of top down. And for me, it's this amazing confluence of you have this demand to be a data innovator. And thankfully, there are tools now, tools like Tableau Desktop, Tableau Public. And now Tableau you know, has launched a fifth product called Visible mm. that lets you touch your data right on, right on your tablet. Mm. Before we get into <coughs> Visible, because that's also part of the reason why I got you here, because I tried the app. How does actually Asia factor into the growth equation for Tableau? Yeah, Tableau is growing um, very rapidly, and that allows us to make a ton of investment. Mm. And if you look at our international growth, growth outside of US and Canada, we grew 75% last year. In Asia PAC specifically, we have 3,000 customers. And by a customer, that could be um, an individual or a corporation. Mm. So Metro is one customer. That's right. That South Korean housewife, she actually um, has a free copy. She doesn't. Whoa. She's not actually a customer. Mm. But individuals, there's uh, there's folks who are in that are like reading program specialists. They might have bought one copy for their school on their credit card. So the number of users is much much higher than the number of customer accounts. Mm. But let's so. But we have three thousand. Last year alone, we added 1,500 of those. Wow. So to think about that growth rate. And Tableau as a company, in 2014, we ended with 20,000 customers in 105 countries. Since with your products in Asia, do you need to localize or customize to the Asia market? Yeah, we do. Let me just tell you one more factoid. So at the end of last year, we had 20,000 customers in 105 countries. Mm -hmm. So far this year, just in the third quarter, we announced that we went from 20,000 to 35,000 customers. So we added 15,000 customers in nine months. And we're now in 150 countries. Um, and yeah, in this region, so we, we localized to eight languages, including Chinese and Japanese. We find, though, that our product is very horizontal. The core product, kind of like Excel, the core product appeals to everyone. And this, they have the same kind of question and answer needs. What we're doing this quarter is bringing much better mapping. For instance, in Japan, we just added very detailed postal zip codes down very, very fine detail. So you can now map your data down to a specific postal code and see, for instance, you know, how many Airbnb rentals there are by zip code in Tokyo. Wow. Okay. And then, of course, you have talked about Visible, and I've tried the app. One of the things I like about the app is actually, it actually allows me to put my podcast growth data 
insight into forming a very beautiful and instructive kind of graphics. So I guess I would, since you are, you are leading this project, tell me a little bit about the visible app and what's the objective? Yeah. So I'm glad you feel that way about it because the first thing to start with is the emotion we were going for. Yeah. When you use Visible and when you share the results out to the world, we want you to feel smart and beautiful. And as you're using the app, we had three goals. So first, let me tell you what the app does. Mm. Visible 1.0 opens any spreadsheet or flat file, so CSV files, Excel files. And as soon as you open it, it uses machine learning that we've developed over the years and 10 years of flat file reading to automatically ingest the file and give you a useful view right away. Okay, so when you looked at it, when you brought your data in, mm. the next thing you saw was a useful chart. That's right. You never see a blank screen in Tableau uh, visible. You can work at it. You can really find a way to like exclude all your data, yeah. but by default, it's always answering a question. And so that's what it does is it allows you to just touch your data, swipe, pinch, tap, drag, use natural gestures, the kind that you would use like in a mapping application right. to zoom in or to pan and, um, and use those gestures, but apply them to data, which really I was surprised no one was doing and no one had done before. And it has a beautiful animation engine. So as you do this, it's running Pixar-level animations. Mm -hmm. As you split on a column, you're actually seeing the bars split apart, fly down, rearrange themselves. The text fades in. The thing lays itself out again. Um, and we're literally running an engine like the engine that one of our animators built at, at Pixar. Mm -hmm. So the team that put it together brings together Hollywood and Silicon Valley in a really unique way. That's a little bit like connecting the dots. I guess your experience with Lucas Labs did help in getting this app done in a way that is actually presenting the story. In fact, I thought when I was putting in the data, it actually knew what I wanted yeah. and how it get my data into the way that I actually wanted. Because typically when I open up in, in Google Doc, Google Sheets or doing it in, in Excel, I have to still figure out exactly how I want the data to be presented. So that was one of the things that it, it sort of got to me when I first tried it. Is there any interesting backstory behind the app? Well, I think you're right. I think that, that really, actually all of Tableau is really a fusion of, of Hollywood and Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. So let me tell you the backstory on Tableau itself. Mm -hmm. So Pat Hanrahan, who I mentioned, has won about every computer graphics award there is, Lifetime Achievement Award. He has three scientific Oscars. Right, the, wow. and he invented subsurface scattering that makes your skin look real. That made Gollum look real in the movies. Uh -huh. He invented that. Okay. He was the architect for Pixar's RenderMan software, which is what they still use to this day to render every frame of their movies. I forget exactly what his third Oscar was for. And on the Visible team, we have our fourth Oscar. So, how many business software companies have four Oscars? And really that comes with, there's a fellow who joined from Lucasfilm um, to work at Tableau. And he, hold, he after he joined Tableau, he won an Oscar and he and Pat both won one in 2014. Wow. So you think about that and you say like, well, that's a pretty unique background. And that's actually what Pat did is he, he was working at Pixar, he was working in graphics, and he basically said, I wanna start over. I've been doing all this graphic stuff. I've invented all these techniques. I had a lot of fun. But I didn't really change the world. I just entertained it. Where could I apply computer graphics that hasn't really been applied very well 
to really help people in a significant way to, and how can I change the world? And so he got together with Chris Stolte. Chris was his PhD student and while they were at Stanford and the two of them brought together computer graphics, Pat Hanrahan, like every award there is. And then Chris brought databases and user interface. And the two of them together created some really breakthrough technology that still powers Tableau today. And with Christian Chabot, who was also at Stanford at the time, they teamed up and created the first version of Tableau. So you could say that the core situation, which was people have data and we want them to answer questions with a beautiful graphical interface, is the same situation that also launched Visible 12 years later, actually 10 years later. And now it's 12 years on, we've been working on this for a while, but it's the same situation. I have a table of data, I have questions, and I don't know how to get my answers. Only this time, we're bringing all the wisdom of Tableau to your tablet and putting all that wisdom right at your fingertips in an app specifically built for touch. It's, it feels to me it's a very consumer-facing app as a user. Is it intended to target for the consumer or maybe some knowledge worker who is basically get to what we now call the consumerization of enterprise? Yeah, Tableau is a classic example of the consumerization of enterprise or consumerization of IT mm. and business software because it brings the power of the tool and allows the person to do self-service question answering. So if you understand your Google trends on your website, you're a much better person to ask and answer questions than some BI department or IT department. They should get you the data, they should prepare the data, but then the person who understands why your website traffic went down, well, because there was an earthquake or a shooting somewhere and people are looking at news instead of your website, that person really understands and that's the person who should be using the software. But what's interesting is actually we resist targeting a specific demographic because when you do that, I think you make assumptions about your person um, that you're going after, which can be useful if you have no clue. And I don't, I'm not against personas and you know, user stories and stuff. But really the formation of Visible came about with a simple question, which is the same situation that started Tableau. This time, I have a table of data and a tablet. How do I see and understand it? And Kristen Chabot actually crystallized this, and it was really his impetus. He's our CEO, and he, his son went to school, and they issued the, every student an iPad in elementary school. And he said, okay, that's great, and then you're gonna do this science project. How are you gonna see and understand the data? And it was the same answer then as it was until we launched Visible a few weeks ago. Mm which was, you know, there's just no great app for that. Mm. Well, the major features of it is actually the learning to sort of make that visualization. Are there any features that I missed out then, you know, maybe I should go back and try again? Well, I think there's a lot of hidden depth in the product already, mm. and we've already released another version. Mm. So it, we, we launched on October 20th, and on November something already, we, we launched for the iPad Pro. And so that went with multitasking, the slide out view, um, portrait orientation, uh, some performance improvements, some improvements on data import, a lot of stuff we didn't even advertise in the update, um, just because we wanted to just get it out there. How's the initial feedback from the users then? Oh man, so this is great. The feedback is outstanding. So we have something like 90, 95% five-star reviews. You see reviews in the App Store as a good benchmark or at least a really critical one to watch. 
and the reviews read like game changer, um, knocked it out of the ballpark, um, amazing. You know, just they, they sound like things Steve Jobs would say about his product launch. Only it's our customers saying them about about Visible. It's really fulfilling. It makes the team feel great. I'm very lucky because your team actually sent me the your your videos, and when you did the demo, I just got caught into it, and I just turned on my iPad and downloaded it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any interesting te user test cases with the Visible app that you've seen so far? Yeah, we've had just amazing, amazing use. So I we launched it on a Tuesday, and on Wednesday, I was having dinner with a bunch of Tableau customers, and there was this really grumpy guy, and he and he. He goes, um, and I'd been, I'd launched the product at the keynote. I was the last thing in the keynote. And it's now 36 hours later. And he looks at me and he goes, ah, visible, right? And he points at me and I say, uh-huh, yeah, that was me. Um, have you used it? And he goes, no, no, no. And I'm thinking the conversation is over, right? That's like, you know, and, and then he goes, but... I told my wife about it yesterday and she downloaded it and showed it to my daughter. And today my daughter, who's in eighth grade, presented to her history class using Visible. Wow, okay. I would never have anticipated that. You know, the day after, like the night of the launch, this kid we've never met, who doesn't know anything about Tableau except that her dad uses Tableau at work, yeah is presenting in her history class using data the next day, not like a report, not like, hey, here's a, I looked at this, but presenting orally to her class. Mm. And that's that gives you a sense of if we had gone after a particular persona, we never would have targeted her. Just never would have crossed our minds. Mm. So you, what you're thinking is building the right product rather than thinking about, and the user cases will actually automatically emerge when the product goes out to the market. Yeah, we think if we go after the situation about questions and we use all the wisdom of Tableau, everything we've learned, that our founders have learned, that our engineers have learned about what people usually do when they want to look at their data and build that in. Um, the other thing, though, is we went with three core philosophical goals. First, we wanted the application to be as easy to use as a pencil, which is pretty high bar when you're thinking about analyzing, you know, big tables of data, you know, you get a million rows invisible and it's like, you're going to make it as easy as a pencil. Anyway, so that was the first goal. The second goal is it had to be allow you to sculpt insights out of raw data. So it wasn't enough to just read the data and, and success. We actually got, you know, a hundred thousand rows of data in or 10,000 or even 50. It was that you had to be able to build insights answer questions. That's what it means to sculpt an insight. But do it with your hands. That's why we talk about sculpting. And the third thing was we wanted it to have a playful spirit and be and invoke a sense of joy as you used it. And a, a way of putting that, and actually this is a, a true story. I was talking with someone last week and he said, yeah, you know, I downloaded Visible and I was using it. And then I put it down on the table and I walked away. And when I got back, my five-year-old son was using Visible. He was playing with it. He was playing with my business data. He didn't know what he was doing, but he thought it was fun. And I went, yes, success. So it's tapping on the next generation market. So I also know that by when I was playing with the Visible app, 
you actually have something that actually allow you to tap into the ecosystem called the visible world. Is that how you reach out to customers and try to answer their questions or allowing them to express their creativity through the app by all your other tablet products? Yeah, so Visible World is a um, kind of a, a new way that we're doing a customer forums and customer support. Uh, Visible is free, so if you have an iPad, you should go download it right now. <laughs> um, it's V I Z A B L E. It's able to viz, right? So it, we think viz is we say visualization so often that viz is our is our shortcut for it. So it, it makes your data visible, and it's able to make a viz out of it. And so, what was the question again? I lost track. The question is, how, how do oh, you the tap community. into the, yeah, the community? Yeah. Yes. One of the best things about Tableau is the community. Mm. So this is another way that we're, we're trying some new tools, and it's a live community, and it's got a live connection to the developers. So if you go there, not only are the developers on the team monitoring the forum, but we have a chat room, and every time someone posts in the community, it goes into our persistent chat room as well. And we can see whenever a new topic starts up, everybody on the team can see it as part of our chat system. Ooh. And so when somebody suggests a new idea, I can just click on that. It jumps me right to Visible World and I can answer the questions. And if you go to visibleworld.tableau.com, you'll actually see me answering questions as well. I think I've answered a couple dozen. Wow, that's really a full-time product manager at work. So I should expect some more interesting things that's going to be coming out with Visible, which I think is going to be coming in a few months. And actually, I should thank you because I'm actually seeing it right in front of me, the iPad Pro, because the iPad Pro hasn't come out in Singapore yet. So my last question, Dave, how do my audience find you? Well, I'm on Twitter. You can find me at Story David, and you can also so that's S T O R Y David D A V I D, all one word. And you can also follow Visible at Visible App, V I Z A B L E A P P. But uh, but go to visible.tableau.com and download it today. It's free. Runs on your iPads of pretty much any generation that'll run iOS eight, um, and uh, it's. And it's a really fantastic app. We're, we're super happy about the, the reception it's gotten and the use cases it unlocks, whether, it, whether you're that eighth grade student or whether you're the CFO of a major oil corporation who I know is also using it. Um, it appeals to that core situation of, I have data, I have a tablet, I have questions. Now I can finally answer them. Mm. And I think that it's pretty interesting because I've actually used it as a because I love looking at products. So you can find me at bleongcw or at bernardleong.com or subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Acast or SoundCloud. You can drop me a comments and also give us a favorable rating. And you can follow us at Analyze Asia, A-N-A-L-Y-S-E Asia. Once again, Dave, thank you for coming on the show. And really, I learned so much about product management from you with the story of intermix intersecting between tech and media. Great. Hey, thanks for having me. It was really a pleasure to be here.